At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in. It is our final hour of VSN Bet Center. For those of you on the East Coast, welcome to your Sunday in the National Football League. It's midnight on the East Coast, 9 o'clock here on the West Coast. And uh, we also have our representation in the Mountain Time Zone with Holden Kushner. Holding down the fort in Denver, Colorado, host of the Denver CityCast, sponsored by Bent Rivers, and kind enough to uh, join us here, uh, filling in for Jeff Parles tonight. Ben Wilson back with you from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. And uh, you, my friend, you have a bet that you've been, you were trying to get in on it, and you now finally have the uh, the, the right number, at least to you, at least, to uh, to get in here. Uh, what was the bet, and where, yeah, where do I we stand here? Sure. Houston and Alabama. All right, so we're at 70-65, and another BS call here against <laughs> Houston. Course. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. We got one, two, three, four, including Fabian White, four Cougars with four fouls, okay? It, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. How many fouls do we have now? Personal 17, 25-17, so at least it's evened out a little bit more. But you heard me. I was screaming a little bit during the break. My goal was to hit this thing between five and six points. Once it got to five or six, that's when I wanted to back Houston. So uh, hit it at five and a half, got Houston at plus five and a half, minus 115. They're down by three plus the foul. So again, if you are live betting and you haven't done it very much, and I know it's it's a challenge there in Vegas, which is very unfortunate, uh, go in with a plan. Don't just look at the game and go, oh, I'm feeling like Houston's about to go on a run. Don't Don't do that. Don't do that. Go in with a plan. 
find the number you want. If you don't get it, that stinks. You know, I, I was frustrated that I didn't get it, but I finally did get it in the end. So game plan, live betting. That is the most important thing to keep you straight on this. And now it's 70 to 68 with 619. And Ben, you know this, these two teams are really good. To me, they're two top 10 teams. They're either number two or three seeds going forward once we get to the tournament. Just a great basketball game. Bottle this up, inject it into your veins, do whatever you want to do with it. But this is college basketball at its finest. Hey, look, you, you your patience did pay off. And breaking news, uh, Marcus Sasser is is good at basketball. That was uh, He had the end one there on Jaden Shackelford oh, yeah. of Alabama. Sasser now with 20 points on the night, despite, as you mentioned, four of the five starters with four fouls for Alabama. So can the tide hold up? As by the, or I should say, that can, the, uh, can the Cougars hang up despite all of the foul issues? As by the way, they just can a triple. So back to a one-point lead for Houston, 71-75. And a half to go. Going to be a fun sweat here in the final hour uh, of our show. That's, that's what we do here on VEASAN Bet Center. We talk live betting. We also look ahead because it is NFL season, and we need to, we need to discuss every single game. So in our, our last segment, uh, we discussed the Raiders-Chiefs game. That is going to be one. I, I will have a play on the Raiders in the in the contest, as well as uh, outright here, as not outright to win the game, but it, taking the full 10 points, uh, thinking that what I'm seeing with the Chiefs' offense, despite uh, how poorly Gus Bradley and the Raiders' defense game plan for them a few weeks ago in Las Vegas, I don't trust what I've seen out of, of this Raiders' offense, one that's been bottom 10 in, in most metrics over the last five, six weeks to fully cover a 10-point spread against what, to me, is the last stand finally for a Raiders season that is over officially if they lose this game. Uh, I, I don't know if it's officially, officially over, but for all intents and purposes, their eight is uh, done uh, if, if they lose this game. So I do expect a game effort tonight. You, though, you're looking at the car uh, under 257.5 on, uh, on the passing prop in this. How do you feel in general, though, just about Kansas City from the future's perspective now, as a whole, with how bunched up and wide open it seems like everything is here in the AFC. I'm buying into this defense. And I honestly believe the first seven weeks of the season, that was one of the worst defenses I've ever seen in my life. And there's been some bad defenses in the NFL, but they were Swiss cheese. I mean, it's just come along. They're getting pressure. They're stopping the run. Their corners have really, really just blossomed here later in the season. You would think at some point in time this offense is going to get click, and they just haven't. But watch out. You know, the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl if this defense plays like this and the offense takes it up a notch like they did last year. Okay, this is still a really good football team with a really good quarterback. I just don't understand how the coaching staff and the players have not been able to adjust to how defenses are playing them with the deep safeties and just haven't had these explosive games. And we saw it. The Raiders in that last game, cover three, and they got exploited deep. They do it again this week. The Raiders are getting completely trashed. Now, you said I made a face, right, when you said you were back in the Raiders? <laughs> yeah. I will just say this to you. I will say this to you. I, everybody tells me I make a face. So just because I made a face doesn't mean I think it's a bad bet or anything. I just make a lot of faces, I guess. Um, so I, you tell me, was it disgust or befuddlement or what was it? Because I will just say that backing the Raiders at this point, I don't think it is crazy. I just don't want to do it, especially not on the road in Kansas City. That place is impossible to play. Uh, the, the, what you described, yes, the the befuddlement. I think that's a fair one. Uh, you, yeah, sometimes you gotta okay, you gotta befuddled. lean into the yes to the uh, the ugly 
team here. I, I simply just don't think Kansas City should be laying more than about seven and a half in, in a spot like this. Now, if, if they were doing that, I would gladly tease them down. Of course, they are not. And I partially were at the point in the year, and we've seen this all season from books with how profitable teasers were early in the season. You are, you are to me, getting value on a lot of these underdogs in that in that, to, in that 9 to 10 range, simply because a lot of the books are saying, we're going to really make you pay a premium, and we're not going to let you tease these teams down. And we start getting up above and two key numbers like a 10. Those become uh, buy points for me in situations like that. So that's the thought. I have nothing against you. I, I can totally understand why you make the uh, <laughs> the the face of, uh, of, of pseudo-remorse. Like, why are, you, why are you doing this to yourself, Ben? I, uh, totally, uh, I totally understand it. Yes, that that's my that's my description of it. Uh, but I am going. I will be going with the Raiders. We'll see how it works out there. Uh, and we we've given out as well. Talking about some of these big uh, favorites and some of the huge lines. The largest line we do have is in the Sunday night game. Bears go to Green Bay to take on the Packers. There has been a little a uh, buyback here. I don't know. If I, I I say that with a bit of hesitation here. Some buyback. It's all relative. There's some guys clearly taking some shots at a number. Holden, because it's down to 11 and a half or 12 in the market. Packers in a lot of the contests laying a 12 and a half point spread with Green Bay off a bye with how awful Chicago has looked for the majority of the season. They will start Justin Fields at quarterback. Is there anything you can really point to that would, would lead you at all towards a path to thinking that Chicago keeps this thing in single digits in, in Green Bay? Because on the surface, it is very hard to make a impassioned case for the Chicago Bears in this spot. Yeah, because nobody knows nothing. Ultimately, this will be that's the only argument that I have that crazy things happen. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers eats them alive. Packers defense should be able to keep the Bears uh, offense at bay. You know, Justin Fields is going to be a tough environment for him. Uh, there's just a lot of things working against the Bears. But I would say the one thing that is in there, at least is in their corner. What if now Justin Fields, the last time he started a game, it's been a little bit, right? He had that great, I think it was a great second half. And maybe it was it was the next to last game before that. He had a great second half. He looked good. Like if Justin Fields can, can command this offense and figure out just somehow, some way to score points, then okay. All right. Then the, the Bears can keep this close. But on paper, yeah, it just it looks like a massive mismatch on a lot of different levels, doesn't it? So, I I I just have a hard time backing the the Bears at all. And yeah, you you I think you said oh the old hard lean. Give me the hard lean. Yeah. Haven't bet it, but I like it. The old uh, the old hard lean. And thinking about it too, what you mentioned on Justin Fields, it was that that season high, 291 yards in the Monday night game against Pittsburgh the week before Chicago's bye. Then it then comes out, does right. uh, gets injured in the Baltimore game. Coming out of it hasn't has not played since. And you see what uh, Aaron Rodgers has done against the the Bears in his career. There is a reason why he uh, he has thrown out the Ionu line in uh, in games past. Remember, these teams played on Sunday night in Lambeau. Last year, it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving, so about the same time of year. Packers were favored by about nine, nine and a half. Absolutely destroyed uh, Chicago in, in the exact same spot. The one, all right, the one thing I was like, because I had to really go deep, uh, Holden, to try and find anything. If, if, you were, if you're thinking, all right, why am I just not running to the window and you know, pounding the Packers? Uh, once again, this does feel like another favorite. That's prob- the books are going to make you pay the tax, probably juicing this another couple of points higher than it ought to be. 
you think about Green Bay. They've been a bottom five team defending the run this season. I have a hard time thinking that Matt Nagy, with, with having Justin Fields' as quarterback back into the game, is going to, with what we have seen so far, a guy who's thrown four touchdowns to eight interceptions, is going to let him wing the ball around the yard when that's been the one, uh, when the run game defense has been the one deficiency of Green Bay. And that's the one thing Chicago's at least done decently. They're about a middle-of-the-pack team running the ball, but they have been actively hurting themselves every time they drop back to pass, as evidenced by last week with Andy Dalton with the four picks and just about every time we've seen Justin Fields take the field this season. So that's the one thing. I could see Chicago running the ball with success. The running backs are healthier. Could they keep it to maybe a 10-point loss like like they did earlier in the season? Sure. Am I running to the window to, to throw my entire mortgage on the Chicago Bears? Absolutely not. I want nothing to do with, with it uh, from that perspective. But that's the path I guess I could see Holden on, on this game keeping uh, on this game staying somewhat close, but not one that, in, you know, if, unless you still had Green Bay and you're alive in a survivor pool, so much juice to lay, not really a te- you don't, not one you really want to tease go down at a six and a half at this point, or one you want to throw in a money line parlay because of the juice uh, you're having to lay. That's at least my thought. I don't know if I did enough to even even convince you to even think twice, though, about the Bears. It's, it's a very no, difficult no. proposition. Nope. Nothing to do with it. It's all you, buddy. You take care of it. You can take your 11 and a half, 12 and a half <laughs> points. Um, I'm staying away, pal. Again, not going to be running to the window. <laughs> probably, won't wa- probably won't watch this game till about Tuesday, in all, in all honesty. It's just going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. Uh, but it is Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, so I think that actually has something to do with that it line, is. too. Uh, for our producer, Brian Ortega, uh, myself, as, look, you know, Wisconsin guys, pack, uh, we'll be watching the game, I can tell you that. I'm, I don't know if I'll be betting it, though. Uh, what you are okay. betting is, is getting quite interesting. One-point Houston lead over Alabama at the under-four media timeout. We'll update you on that next final NFL previews coming up as well here on Decent Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. 
I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide will be released Monday with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops Monday, so make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com. Subscribe. Welcome back in. Ben Wilson with you from downtown Las Vegas. We've got a sweat on our hands for one, Holden Kushner in Denver, Colorado. Houston down two, two eighteen to go in this big Houston, Alabama top fifteen showdown in Tuscaloosa. Uh, you have live five and a half, getting five and a half on the Cougars. Uh, what is your confidence level right now in that in that bet cashing? Feeling great, feeling great. I mean, this is exactly how I thought the game would play out: one, two, three, four point game. And that is how it's playing. I mean, Shackelford just made an amazing shot. My only concern right now, Ben, is this game going to overtime and maybe Alabama pulling away there. But, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. It's been a good day of basketball. I'll just say that. College basketball. That Steph Curry bet was garbage by me. Uh, But Wyoming cashed. Idaho just cashed. Kansas cashed today. And I think we're going to get this Houston Houston bet home, too, at plus five and a half. So, uh, although they just turned the ball over, it's just these two teams are just too evenly matched. And actually, on a neutral floor, I could see Houston winning this game. I, I know Alabama's nine, Houston's fourteen. I'd put it as a pick 'em on a neutral floor. Now they're in Alabama, so that's a little bit of a difference. But this thing should stay close right down to the wire. Even even with, and by the way, of all the foul discrepancy we talked about earlier, where 28 fouls called on the Houston yep. side to 20 for Alabama, the four starters who all had four fouls pretty early in the second half, none of them have fouled out yet. So you're you're hanging on there. Uh, Marcus Sasser, despite not being very efficient, 7-24 from the field, he does have 20 points, and Houston just got the ball back after a Bama miss. So 145 to go, down by two. I love that we're able to you know sweat some college basketball 
Uh, it's a weird feeling to have. It's been so we've been so big on college football. I've been we've been sweating a lot of Alabama football games uh, on the in-game markets this year, but not quite basketball. Uh, so we'll see what happens here in the final 90 seconds as Houston uh, does not convert. So uh, hold on to your ho- horses there, Holden. In the meantime, to maybe slightly distract you from uh, from the ongoing sweat here, we still have four games to preview in the National Football League. Uh, some some games Good. that have been kind of uh, pushed towards the bottom of our of our uh, our rundown because of the probably the lack of betting interest. But there's always some interesting angles to find on these. One a game that has seen a huge move to the home underdog, even from when we were prepping this uh, earlier in the day today, holding the New York Jets behind me at Circa. Now four and a half point home underdogs. They're five and a half the rest of the market with Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints coming to the Meadowlands. Uh, this was six in a lot of the contests uh, when, when the lines locked either Wednesday or on Thursday. Uh, five in the Circa Millions, five and a half at a lot of shops, but now four and a half at Circa. I, I Man, it, it's weird to see so many betters being like, you know what? I, I like what I've seen out of Zach Wilson at home. Let me let me take the home Jets. But yet that's exactly what they're doing. And uh, with despite Alvin Kamara coming back, Holden, it is, the line has gone the opposite way, which uh, to me is pretty surprising, to be honest. Who has a better record over the last five games, Saints or the Jets? Ben, tell me. It was a better record. That would, it would be your New York football Jets. Because the Saints lost five straight games. Yeah, because the Saints have lost five straight games. They got a guy under center in Taysom Hill that's an absolute disaster throwing the football. Pretty good running the football. He ran for over 100 yards last week. But I, I to me, I told you I stay up late Sunday night into Monday morning. And when I saw this line at 43 and a half, I laughed. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? So I hit it at 43 and a half, hit it again at 42 and a half later in the week. I'm sitting here with a unit and a half on this game. I just, uh, listen, again, nobody knows anything, right? How do, how do the Saints score a ton of points in this game? Maybe get a defensive special teams touchdown, Taysom Hill runs around. What are they going to score? Max, 21 points. And then on the other side, the Saints' defense is really, really good. Uh, they have taken some steps back recently, but I still like the talent there. You've got no no Mark Ingram. you got no Ty Montgomery. This is going to be a complete Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara. There's no healthy wide receivers either for New Orleans. Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. This will be the first week in a while that I haven't had a chance to bet his under because I got in on it too late. I think it was at 228 and a half. Mm. Now it's sitting somewhere around 215. I was too late on that bet. Under, under, under. I love the under in this game. I would take it at 42 and a half. And that's it. That's what I got on this game. I don't care about the side. I care about the total. You can still get, by the way, looking at the markets, uh, 43s are, are in, uh, are, are, there are plenty of them to be had. Good. Uh, 43. So, yeah, you can go, go, in, yep. go in for thirds uh, on that game. Look, as far as the side, it would Settle only be. Uh, I know. I, well, it's I, my money, not your money. My money. You don't, don't you tell me to get back in there, my friend. Come hey, on. I just, I'm just, you know, I'm sensing where you're going. I'm just trying to lead you back uh, to the promised land. Uh, and you mentioned, uh, look, Mark Ingram out, Ryan Ramchick, the right tackle. He misses another game, even though the Saints yep. do get Teron Armstead, their left tackle back. No Tevin Coleman at the running back spot for the Jets. Elijah Mitchell has not practiced all week. He is a firm questionable to go for the New York Jets. 
Uh, look, I bet on the Jets two weeks ago in that game against Houston, and it was as simple as a handicap as I think I've ever broken down uh, a game hold. And it was the Houston Texans under zero circumstances should be laying points to any team in the National Football League in the year 2021. Bet the Jets, and about 37 times throughout the course of that game, I was like, why am I such an idiot? Why did I bet the New York Jets? It, it somehow worked out only because of the sheer ineptitude on both sides canceled each other out in a weird way that caused the New York Jets to somehow win that football game. But I'm, I was like, all right, we survived that. Uh, last week, uh, certainly liked to Philadelphia in that spot with how Zach Wilson has been so erratic, throwing the ball all over the yard, facing, as you, you made the good points on with the Saints defense, how good they have been this season. Even regressing a little bit back, they're still fifth in overall DVOA on the season, number one against the run which is the one thing the Jets have done okay this year, and they need to establish the run to have any chance in a game like this. But against that run defense, they won't be able to. Wilson will be forced to throw, and disastrous things happen when Zach Wilson goes back to throw the football. I do not understand this move down to four and a half. Sure, it's Taysom Hill on the road, but he's facing the worst defense in the NFL by a huge margin this year. And on the other side, it's a it's a defense that could easily win this game single-handedly. So I do not get this move at all. I didn't want to have, have anything to do with this game, wanting to lay points with Taysom Hill on the road. So it's a stay away for me, Holden. But I just do not understand people running to the window to bet money on the New York Jetropolitans here. I just don't get it. Maybe they know something we don't. All I know is the Jets are garbage. Now that we've talked this out, the more I think about it, I need to sprinkle a... Oh, hold on a second. We got a final here. Alabama at the buzzer. Houston covers, but Alabama wins this game 83-82. I'm sorry to hijack the no, second, no, 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 Ben, no. but this is huge. No, all night we're waiting about this. We've been pumped about this game. Houston <laughs> covers. Alabama wins 83-82 in the game of the year. So, I love the NFL, but boy, this was a great basketball game. I don't know if I don't know if they're going to review that. Sorry, right, so out first off, JD Davison uh, with an unreal putback dunk with uh, 25 seconds left to put Alabama up one. Houston calls a timeout, essentially run a play. Uh, they they really didn't get a good look. Kyler Edwards had to heave a three pointer with about five seconds left. It looked like they got an offensive rebound holding, and then went trying to get a quick shot off. It was blocked. Houston immediately arguing it should have been a goaltend or a foul, neither of which were called, and Alabama survives. You get the the cash there with that live Houston plus five and a half. Any Houston better uh, from from pregame here, three or three and a half, gets the cash. And I, we're watching this final uh, endgame situation. Ball was deflected about goal thirty ten. feet away. Was this a yeah? Was this a goaltend? Is that the question? Ball was tipped onto the rim and then swatted away. Uh, and uh, you can oh, man, yeah, that is. Uh, that is very, very. We don't tough. have the view. I mean, that I don't know how you you can't make view. that I mean, on a, a tip in at the buzzer that the guy swats away off the rim. I don't know how you can make that call no. if you're the refs holding. So I think that was the right call to not uh, call a goaltend there. But man, you, as you're, you're right though, what a game uh, that was. 83-82, your final. Bama gets the win. Does not cover. And now back to the Jets. <laughs> back to your regularly scheduled uh, program. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, man, yeah, man, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm sorry about that again. Just you are, you are, you are the best. Look, when you, you have, when um, you have you money on a game, you know what totally I'm thinking? Fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking though? More of we've been talking about this. I might sprinkle a quarter unit on a uh, saints defensive special teams touchdown. 
Tevin Coleman's out, so they got Ty Johnson and basically nothing else in the backfield. They got no Elijah Moore. If the Saints get off to a 7- or 10-point lead, Wilson's going to have to throw the football. I don't know what that line is out. Um, my sense, maybe 6-1? to one? But We'll check on it. We'll check on it during the break because I am. I, I, you know, that's an intriguing book. Not going to lie to you. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how low this line gets again. Saints Jets down to four and a half behind us, circa five, five and a half. Uh, rest of the market. Two previews still to get to. We're going to do that. Give out our best bets after this as we wrap things up here on Vsin Bet Center. This is Bet Center on Vsin, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights and in where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Final half hour with us on the Sin Bet Center. Before we hand the baton to the Greg Peterson experience, I'm Ben Wilson back in our Circus Sportsbook studios in downtown Las Vegas. We've got Holden Kushner in Denver, our host of the Denver CityCast, sponsored by Bet Rivers. And we did a little recon in the last break, Holden. We found out the, the prop that you are you're actively, by the moment, falling in love with. That is Saints' defensive touchdown tomorrow against the Jets. Uh, your number is... I thought we get it at 600. We got it at 550. And again, okay. that's a quarter unit bet. That's that's not a full unit bet when you're throwing these things out there. But the more you and I were talking about this game, the more I'm saying to myself, boy, if somehow the Saints get up by seven, even seven, and it's in the fourth, and Wilson has to, uh, yeah, I, I, I can see a defensive special teams touchdown from the Saints this week. In an ugly, low-scoring game, some of those points could come. It's it's a value play, but it has a little bit of logic to do with it, too. So, plus 550, why not hit it? When Zach Wilson is involved in a as a starting quarterback in an NFL game, no no bet involving a defensive score is ever a bad one, as far as I'm concerned. That That's all I'll, I'll say on that. We'll see if that uh, cashes at the plus 550. Uh, we still have a couple games to get through, and then we will bring you our best bets before we wrap up the show. Uh, Atlanta, Carolina, uh, a game between two teams somehow not out of it for playoff considerations in the NFC, each at five and seven, and a line that we've seen uh, Holden stay pretty even throughout the week after this uh, this opened in the three range, quickly bet down to two and a half. That's where it is right now. Carolina at home, uh, minus two and a half. I know we show uh, via VEASAN.com three, but basically everywhere in the market Outside of uh, one or two places, it is that Carolina minus two and a half. But you can shop around, find a, a three juice to the underdog if you do like Atlanta here. Once again, it's like a potpourri of totals in the 40 and a half to 43 and a half range, which we have here in the uh, in the 41 spot where we sit right now uh, with the Falcons coming off that near backdoor cover against the Buccaneers. Meanwhile, it's such a bizarre couple of weeks for Carolina where they fire offensive coordinator Joe Brady, on the Sunday after the bye week. And uh, and so now they try to turn the page. Again, season not over for either of these teams somehow. Pretty clean injury reports on both sides, except on the Carolina offensive line, going to be without two offensive linemen, both their left and their right guards. Uh, hold, uh, we, we did see the six-point Carolina win in Atlanta a few weeks ago. That was when Sam Darnold was still 
uh, the starting quarterback. So Holden, if anything, uh, are you going to be taking a stab on another uh, under in, in one of these ugly matchups uh, on paper? Or are you, you going with the side here? I mean, you know what I'm doing here. All these games that seem like they're so low that they can't go under, I'm just betting them under. And I'm trying to get a better number than we had right now. But you said it was a six-point game. The final score of that game was 19-13. That was bad. You look at DVOA. These are two of the three, two of the three worst offenses, according to DVOA, are going head-to-head in this game. So, of course, what's going to happen is going to be like 48-37. But no, if you use logic, if you just want to use some logic here, you've got DVOA, offense, uh, 30th for Carolina, 31st for Atlanta. You had a game that scored 32 points. You have a divisional game late in the year. Everything is lining up for the under here. Why am I not betting it? I don't know. I, I Listen, it makes a lot of sense. I've just, this was not one game that I really dug into. Uh, to be honest with you, this, these are the notes that I had looking at it. Does it make sense to go with the under? Yes. Do I want to add another game to the portfolio this week? No. So it'll be a hard lean toward the under, but I'm not going to put my money where my mouth is because I am I have enough exposure everywhere else at this point. And we we presume again going to be Cam Newton at uh, quarterback against the Matt Ryan led Atlanta Falcons. These yeah. are two these are two bad football teams. Uh, I I would if anything take the points with Atlanta. Make sure you because again shop around you can get the full three uh, with with both of uh, you can either get the three with Atlanta or lay the two and a half with Carolina depending on the side that you like. Uh, another ugly game on paper. I oh, how what does it say, Holden, about the state of the Houston Texans that this Seattle team? I know they won the game last week, but a, such a fraudulent uh, team that has been projected, I would think, to be kind of torn apart at the seams when the end of the season comes here at four and eight. They go on the road, and yet they are laying, as you see on your screen, eight and a half. What does it say about the state of the Houston Texans that they are? getting eight and a half at home against this awful Seattle team that, uh, that finally got up for a game last week after basically a month and a half of being a complete doormat. Yeah, this is one of those teasers, right? When you could get it at what, eight and a half? Is that what we're seeing right yes. now? Eight and a half, right? So we were looking for another teaser. I suppose this is a way that you can go if you want to, right? The Texans are just an awful team. They now have decided that Davis Mills is the best option for them to win. When we all know that at this point, they're trying to get the number one draft pick. This team is an absolute joke. I'm sure the players try. The front office is not trying to win. I'm sure Cutcliffe is trying to win too. And as bad as the Seahawks have been, and they have been bad, very, very bad. They don't have a running game either. Did you know that? I mean, they signed Adrian Peterson. This guy's back is broken now. The fact that they had to sign Adrian Peterson at this point in the season to help their running game was just sad, even though he scored. Um, It's tough to trust the Seahawks at any point in time, but I think this is a teaser spot. Get it down to two and a half. Pair it with another game that you like. That's the only way I'd attack this. It is uh, the one teaser that it falls into, going through the seven and the three. But by David Culley, as head coach, saying, as you point out, by him going out and saying, Davis Mills is going to be our starting quarterback the rest of the year. I realized Tyrod Taylor was not good, especially since his return from that week two injury. But it it does it does have that feel on the outside, holding of being the whole wink, wink. All right, 
Let's just see if we can lose out, get to two and 15. All like if Detroit just wins one more game, by the way, and Houston wins out or should say loses out, uh, Houston would get the number one seed. So that path is there. It's just, the, the one thing I'll, I just don't, don't really want to trust Seattle in a position like this on the road. And you see what Houston does that the game next week at Jacksonville will probably be their best chance of a win for the rest of the year. You could see a scenario where Tennessee rests all of its starters if it has the AFC South wrapped up. And remember, they have the tiebreak over the Colts, so they'll know what is at stake or once we get to week 18, I should say. So used to the old, uh, you know, the week 17 being our final week. I At the end of the day, it, it makes everything makes sense on the teaser standpoint, Holden. I just, I do not trust the Seattle team who, as you mentioned, cannot run the ball. And that's the one thing you have to be able to do against Houston. It was why Indianapolis was such a great matchup against them last week because they ran the ball all over the Texans. The only thing Houston can do is defend the pass. They have been a top 10 pass defense this season. And with the inconsistencies that we've seen out of Seattle, basically having to resort to the 73-yard fake punt to get any sort of life going offensively, I could I could easily see a letdown position for them after they got up for that San Francisco rivalry spot game last week. Uh, that Having said that, like, look, do I think Houston wins the game? No. Would I throw this out of teaser consideration? I wouldn't. It's just not one that I'm going to be running to the window to bet. It's why, even though there's a lot of games this week, I think the theme here, Olden, is there are games that qualify for for our, our potential teaser candidates, but there's not a ton that I'm in love with. There's a, a number that I'm cool enough with to go in on, but not that are going to be huge plays for me, and, and this is uh, no exception here. I'd like to offer an apology to our viewers and listeners right now for spending five minutes on this game. It's my fault. <laughs> no. uh, I really wanted to dig into it. I, we could easily blame Ben. He's the host, but it really is my fault because I was bringing up stats. I was bringing up different angles to this. My apologies for you never getting this chunk of your life back. We do have a little breaking NFL news, though. Are you interested in this? Yes, Not I a am. big news. It's a little bit of news, though. J.D. McKissick is going to be out. Uh, if you are looking at a player prop in that market, I during the break, I'm going to go attack and see where we can get Antonio Gibson receptions at. Because this is huge. McKissick is the guy that used to eat it up. He's not going to be there this week against Dallas. I could see Antonio Gibson uh, receiving props. Receptions is something I'll be digging into during the break. Interesting. Uh, look, that. That is great breaking news. Better than going further in depth on this uh, Seattle Houston game. Hey, look, it's a four. It's a four-hour show. We're, we're trying to get you know take down all the angles we possibly can of these NFL games. Uh, as we will look that up. So the Washington uh, running back do-it-all receiver out of the backfield for Taylor Heineke, as you mentioned, uh, not going to uh, be playing tomorrow. You see how uh, some shops are at Dallas five numbers really haven't changed much. Wouldn't expect that to change. It's more the prop market uh, that, that you're talking about, Holden. Uh, so we will we will get an answer on that. What the the uh, prop potentially could be there, as well as our thoughts on another scintillating game, Chargers Giants. Before we close out the show with our best bets for Week 14 in the NFL, that is all coming your way next as we wrap things up right here on Vsin Bet Center from Vsin the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Some breaking news on a Saturday night as we welcome you back in. Final segment of our show, the Sin Bet Center. Back with Holden Kushner in Denver, Colorado. Ben Wilson with you in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, Adam Schefter, he's staying up late on a Saturday night. Probably watching us, just, you know, got the chamomile tea, ready to go to bed. And also breaking some news that we mentioned before we went to break. J.D. McKissick, the Washington running back listed as questionable due to not a concussion, is not going to play, according to Schefter's source. So we're going to get to that 
what the what the player props could mean for that with you holding here in just a second. But the other big one just coming out while we were in break, Debo Samuel, a firm questionable coming in with the groin injury, not involved in practice throughout the week. He is going to play tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bengals. It, it just makes you wonder, Holden, if, if the people running the Lions here, we saw a huge shift with that with the flip of favorites from Cincinnati minus two to San Francisco minus two, if, if they just had an inkling and they just knew something uh, that that, uh, that we didn't, or maybe it's just pure coincidence. Either oh. way, Samuel going to play, and that is obviously, needless to say, massive news for that line uh, tomorrow. Yeah, he's not moving that line four points, no, but I right. get what you're saying. Like, I wonder if, I wonder if they were, you know what, Debo's probably going to play. We do have the injury issues on the Bengals side of the ball, but that was, you know, you've been, you keep bringing this up and it really is. It's mind boggling how it has moved so much and how we really can't put our finger on it. We have some ideas, the injury issues and stuff like that. But for the most part, there's really no rhyme or reason, right? I mean, I, do you have any idea why this shifted so, so big? I don't think you do either. Right? No, you know what? And what I've found this year too, especially in the era of 2021 of sports betting, where we now have a much better feel of what, who the respected money is on and where the quote unquote, the sharp, the sharp side and the wise guys are on. There have been a few games this year holding, right? I just think, and I obviously don't know this for sure, but I get the sense that people see early in the week where some of these sharp respected betting syndicates are on. And now that that, that information is more widely available and we're, you know, we're a big reason why we report on this stuff throughout the week and our, our shows here at VEASAN, People look at that and they're like, all right, I I just, I want to be on the sharp side. I want to be on the side that is in the 55% win category. I'm just going to back them. And, and you see the steam kind of pick up. This to me feels like one of those because you're right. I mean, Debo Samuel himself is not worth a four point line move in a game like this. Sure. There were concerns about Joe Burrow's injured pinky from last week, but again, really enough to sway that four hole points. While I kind of like San Francisco in the game itself, I didn't think the odds makers were four points wrong with where they set the line. So that, that's just one of my theories, uh, Holden. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that could have some weight to it with how much uh, we, we now in the, in the public uh, betting space, we talk about these games and the movement all week and how people want to, you know, look, you, don't, you can't blame the betters for wanting to get on the respected side with how, uh, you know, the books want to shade things. That's just my thought. I don't know if you agree, but uh, in a game like this, it kind of has that feel where there was some of that early week momentum and all of a sudden, bang, total four-point move before we had any concrete info about the injury status of some really important uh, Niners guys, including Samuel. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. This is a real, this is another betting theory thing. Like I don't give a damn about the money that's coming in on one side or the other, to be honest with you. I, it's not stuff that I use. There's really bad betters that put really big bucks down that could move a line. The, the syndicates, these guys aren't always right. Maybe they're right, what, 50? So 45% of the time, they're going to be wrong. Usually, I'm going to rely on my research and bouncing my research off of betters that are smarter than me. That's how I do it. But when you're trying to figure out a line move, you just do have to figure out this quote-unquote sharp money which I think is a bunch of BS, the mm -hmm. sharp money that's coming in. And is that going to move it? And the other thing is, I think for the most part, the overwhelming majority of the public has no idea about these line moves and why they move and how they move. That That's just me speaking right now, though. So as far as the big money coming in or following the syndicates, does that move the line as much? Maybe from the book side, 
But I'm not so sure that Joe Public and the overwhelming majority of Joe Public out there is following what's happening with the line moves. We got sharp people watching VEASAN, right? And I think you're in the know. You know more with that information. But for the most part, I mean, I don't even know what type of number to put on. 90% of bettors go in here and have no idea what it is. They're just putting bets down. So I'm not sure exactly what the line move was. And I don't know how much Debo is going to move that line either. This is a Schefter report. Would we be surprised if it moved at a half a point? No. I, I, don't, I would not be surprised whatsoever if he moved the line a half point. Yeah, we'll see. I'm very curious to see where this line gets by kickoff. It's a late kickoff tomorrow as well, 425 Eastern. I, I saved on purpose one of the other late window games uh, be, that we've not talked about yet because it is part of one of my plays for the t- for the Sunday card, Giants. Chargers won't need to spend too much time on it, but let's first get to your plays, Holden. You as the guest co-host here. Uh, one, one, I know you've we've talked about a lot of different things. What is going to make the final card for you, sir? Week 14 in the NFL. All right, so Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. I've been killing it on Broncos bets specifically under 43 and a half early in the week. I feel comfortable with it under 42 and a half. You can. I don't. I don't advocate buying the half a point. I don't mind the hook here. Uh, Broncos money line. This is the same game parlay Broncos money line plus under 45 and a half. Give yourself a little bit of a cushion here. Plus 110 Broncos to win game under 45 and a half at plus money Saints Jets. I feel like I've already discussed why I, I forgot. I thought I only got it at 33 and a half. I got a 44 on the open 43 and a half was not there. And then 42 and a half. Uh, Gronk, this is a zone that he should absolutely demolish. He goes over 50 yards every single game. I know Buffalo, if you look at the adjusted numbers, they're terrific against the tight end. This is the best tight end we've ever seen. We're talking about here over 49 and a half there. Buccaneers went into this deep. I, I Again, the Bills are struggling right now, but I feel like at home, Tom Brady against a defense that he can pick apart because of the way he can pick apart zones minus three for the bucks. And then I pooped all over the, the Carolina game, Ben, you remember I was, ah, mm-hmm. oh, this is the worst game ever. I forgot. I bet Cam Newton under 27 and a half pass attempts. What am I doing here? Cam Newton ain't throwing the ball 28 times. He might not even finish this game. Might be PJ Walker, Cam Newton under 27 and a half. And I will not watch any of this game Till the middle of next week. <laughs> Under 27 and a half. That's going to be the, that'll be on the iPad in the corner of, of my couch. That'll be, cause I usually, I do like, I get the seven games in one setup at home that, that the, it'll be there just to say I had all seven on, you know, at once. That's, that's how that is going to work. Yes. I, I like, look, it's a good, you know, you know, you like the card when you're, you're, you're even forgetting some of the plays you have. Uh, but you, you've brought it all night tonight, holding with with that between that and the live betting as well. So we certainly appreciate you uh, you stepping in, and thank you as well uh, for for plugging your own show. I you know I should be doing a better job of that. But yes, check out the, the Denver City Cast hosted uh, by by one Holden Kushner uh, for my plays this week on the Week 14 card. We'll throw these up. So I've got a teaser, and I have I purposely have not mentioned the LA Chargers. I, you know, I've heard a lot of, uh, of thought throughout the week thinking, all right, should the Chargers really be laying, and it's as high as 10 now. There are Earlier when I made this play, I, you could still get it at 9, and there are a couple of 9s I'm seeing still out there, mostly now 9 and a halfs, uh, with, and this is somehow, some way, uh, Holden, come down this line with the announcement that it would not in fact be Jake Fromm, but Mike Glennon starting as quarterback. I'm not really sure why that should uh, have any adjustment to a line, but 
apparently there is a slight adjustment there. The bigger thing, though, is the, is the COVID news for L.A., which had a little more clarity today where, uh, where Joaquin and Allen is out. It does appear as though Mike Williams is going to be cleared off the COVID list as well as, uh, as another player in, uh, in the secondary for the Chargers this week in uh, – I had this pulled up just a second. Oh, Chris Harris, he's been upgraded as well to probable. So I'm not worried about a letdown here for the Chargers – because they're in that in that six seven seed range, still in all of these games, really are, are must win spots for them. If this was like in week six, I would be worried about a look ahead spot with the Kansas City game coming on Thursday. I am not here. This is a Giants team that continues to be battered, banged up all week. You're getting Mike Glennon, who's who did not practice all week, coming back from a concussion as your starting quarterback in L.A. There's only one thing they'll be able to do, and that's run the ball, since the Chargers obviously have a terrible run defense. Uh, but when you're that one-dimensional with the Glennon quarterback, we saw what happened in the Dolphin game last week. Miami didn't even do anything offensively, and they still won the game going away and easily covered. So I love that as a teaser leg. And uh, and we talked earlier about uh, Raiders taking them plus 10. I know it's an ugly play. Made Holden wince a little bit. But uh, we're going to go with that. Uh, Browns, you can get the minus 2.5 right now, as well as Cardinals. Probably the, the game I like the most this week uh, on the minus 2.5 for Monday night. So there you go, Holden. Those are the, those are the plays. We got them all out. Week 14, here we go. Shepard and Galladay should be coming back. And I still say you bet the under on the Mike Lennon passing yards too. I, I'm an under better normally. And this week it's like under better on steroids. Like everything that I can get from these <laughs> crappy games, just go under. You're just going, going through the board, going under. Uh, hold an absolute blast hanging out with you uh, here tonight. So we made it through the show as a KU guy on your end, Mizzou guy on my end. We made it. Even though in rivalry week, uh, congrats to your Jayhawks on the win today. Uh, best of luck with your bets tomorrow, and be sure to check out that Denver City cast uh, that, that uh, you produce with Bet River. So, thanks again, man, and we'll catch you soon. Thank you. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. All right, we got the Greg Peterson experience. He's coming up next as we roll on. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.